I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. No stop until defenders better get back. We shoot the lights out in here. It's a mismatch. You looking for a problem? This, that. With no answers for We orange men better know it. And we going for it all. Pop. Sound from the nets when that ball drop. We go hard to that clock stop. Go hard for that top spot. What are y'all talking about? Try to come through the lane, but I he ain't know it was the same till I I guess he thought it was the game till I What's up, Cuse Nation? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Cuse Nation podcast. I am Sean alongside TJ. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation podcast. Give us a like there. Um, coming off of, we're going to do two games today. The uh, Georgetown game, which was a crushing, crushing defeat for me. It was the first time I actually got like upset this year yeah um, like you, really upset yeah like like my kids uh stayed in the other room upset <laughs> that, <laughs> that's pretty upset that kind of upset so uh you know it was it was it was uh, pearl washington day here they are giving yeah. this tribute to this guy tyler lyden has his best game of the year he had a career high uh 20 29 points um and we've been saying all year, well, someone needs to step up, and it's got to be Leiden, and he needs to step up. He was only scoring, you know, nine points, 12 points, and the dude steps up, and they blow it because the defense yeah. sucks. What a terrible tribute. I know, right? <laughs> what a terrible tribute. Exactly. Yeah. It's and awful. Andrew White, I mean, he was still somewhat consistent, 12 points. You know, he's like our most reliable scorer right now. Yeah. And he, he, you know, he, I mean, Gillen too. Gillen's becoming, becoming. Gillen Gillen is so good at getting to the hoop, but he cannot finish a layup in traffic to save his life. No, which is why, you know, let's see, um, Gillen, uh, he, well, he went, he went two for four on threes. So. Yeah, Yeah. And four for 14 for field goals. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure those ten misses were layups. <laughs> you know, you might be right, but you know, we go. We it's like it's so funny because anal, trying to analyze college basketball, it's like the problems are obvious, but then it's like they fix that. You know, you got you got Tyler Lydon finally leading the team, and they can't fix yeah. the defense has just been awful the whole year. They're letting yeah. they're getting scored on like nobody's business. Yeah, it, they fix one thing and another thing. 
you know, goes Shows, for the worst. Rears its ugly head even worse. Yeah. So it's like they can't they can't get a happy medium. I mean, the 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 way Georgetown was collapsing the zone, it, that 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 zone didn't last for three passes, and it's like yeah. and it's all out confusion. Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't know. And I till we talked about it, we talked about Pryor, uh, Rodney Pryor, and we talked about um, uh, Peak. Peak. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, well, you actually had Peak with twenty three, Pryor with twenty. That's that's, four, that's more than half your points right there. Yeah. So and not to mention our free throws were just awful. Yeah, and they shot Georgetown shot eighty eight percent. They were eight for nine, and of course, yeah. and at the end of the game, you know, it, there is a such thing as losing gracefully in in college basketball, especially where you don't just you know when you know the game's out of reach, and there's ten seconds left, and you're down by like eight, you know. I don't know if like the the constant fouling is something you know. It's just like yeah, get the you're damn just game over. Agony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're killing us here. Just get the yeah. game over with. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Golly, day accept it and move on. So, so well, Jim Beheim will usually call it off. It'll be usually be like, yeah, don't don't foul. But you know what the thing is about Georgetown? Besides the fact it was Pearl Washington Day, and it was an old Big East rival. Is um, the coach there? What the hell's his name? Thompson. Yeah, Thompson the third or whatever the hell his name is. I mean, yeah. that guy. You just want to beat that guy. <laughs> yeah. You just want to beat that guy, man. You know. Ugh, so. so uh, and his and to- I- him and his towel, like and like his dad with the towel and all that crap. It's like you know yeah. what is this? Um, you know, I don't know. So I tell you what, Georgetown is a is a pretty deep team. I mean, their bench only made like. Uh, 10 or no 15 points of the 78 but they had seven guys come off the bench seven to our three yeah well no you know they're better than they are on paper now um watching them they were better but you know we were watching them against Syracuse's defense and Syracuse's defense as Syracuse fans has not impressed me that much. No, um, not one bit. I mean, even up till tonight, you know, which, I mean, I guess you could say they were impressive. They actually were. They actually were. But you got to consider, though, that things have to have a balance. So when you're looking at Syracuse's defense against, you know, Eastern Michigan, who, um, you know, what was their, 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 um, their what? Six and five? Yeah, six and five. So... Well, they were. We we both came in six and four, so they're six and five now. But right. even when you're looking at a team like Eastern Michigan, you know, fifty-seven points—that's not too bad. <laughs> no, we just our offense was on fire, and they turned. We we did force a lot of turnovers. Eastern Michigan was sloppy with the ball. But um, back to Georgetown, though. Um, back to the uh, free throws for Georgetown. Uh, we said they they shot eighty-eight percent of their free throws, twenty-two. Of twenty five, I mean that's that's really that's really awesome. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's really good. Compared, and we to had our, just as many free throws. We we both had twenty five free throws. We only made fourteen. Fourteen, and there's the difference in uh, yeah. in the last podcast fifty six percent. In the last podcast, the one takeaway you had uh, a key a key to losing was getting in a free throw contest and. 
you were right. Essentially, that's what happened. If we made our free throws, we won the game. Yeah, if we would have matched their free throws, we would have won the game by one point. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But if if some butts were canning the nuts, then we'd all have a Merry Christmas. So That's right. <laughs> and we would have a Merry Christmas if we beat Georgetown. <laughs> that's true, too. <laughs> so, um, you know, Frank Howard uh, has been struggling lately, you know, with his four points against Georgetown. Uh, he kind of started the year like, you know, really good. I thought. Yeah, he did. And he started good, and I don't know what's going on with him. 20, him and Roberson. 28 minutes, though, dude. Yeah, that's a lot of... That's a lot of a minutes lot. to only score four points. Yeah, that's, and only four assists. He's usually pretty good at finding the open man or, and he's, or driving, and you know. And he only shot two threes, but he didn't make either one of them. <laughs> so... You know, it's like, you know, you can't like in Daywan Coleman. I mean, his minutes got cut. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Um, and, he, you, know, you know, he only scored two points, and he turned the ball over six times. Yeah. So... Well, that was, you know, defense, and we didn't make our foul shots. That's why Georgetown beat us. And we have to, yep. we have to live with it all freaking year now that Georgetown beat us. That's agonizing. We can't get oh redemption until next year. And At least when we, were in the, when we were both in the Big East, we could, you know, wait till next time. <laughs> yeah, either play, if we played them again or see them in the Big East tournament, you yeah. know, something. And, you know, I've got a friend here, too, but this really sucks. You know, I don't hear from this guy all day. You know, here in Virginia Beach, I have a friend that's a Georgetown fan. I don't hear from him all day. And then the, 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 the game tightens up, and it's not looking real good with time running out. And he's like, oh, another nail biter. And I'm just like, shut up, dude. Okay, <laughs> You're the last guy I want to hear from right now, please. And then yeah. they lose, and he's like, you know, texting me a bunch of garbage, which is completely obnoxious. And I ignored it all. I acted like I didn't even read it. So, I mean, what the hell are you going to do? 
It's here there. Throw my you just phone. Don't bef- you just <laughs> don't befriend people who don't like any other team but Syracuse. <laughs> Yeah, it's a screening process. I know. That's like the rule of my house. Oh, attendance, too. I thought I'd mention there was a big crowd for Pearl Washington Day. 25,131 at the Dome. It's a big crowd. Should have made a difference. That's another thing, too. And no offense to to the Syracuse um, season ticket holders. But I mean, let's you know, let's get the crowd a little more into it. If you're you're at these games, did pump them up. When he was hitting threes, he was going back on the defensive end, you know, waving his arms like, let's get it going, guys. Yeah, I know. And, um, you know, a lot of times you hear a pin drop, you know? Yeah. So, and they did get, you know, they... they, I think most of it's because of the football field. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, it's too wide. It's too big of an area. I say, you know, if Syracuse really wants to have, they, you know, they call it the loud house. It gets loud, but everybody's got to be screaming at the top of their damn lungs for it to be loud. If they, if they just had a facility that held about, <laughs> I mean, even if they had a facility that holds fifteen to eighteen thousand, circular with nothing, not like a coliseum, dude. Do you want to talk about loud? That'd be loud. You'd be blowing people yeah. out of there. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on and quickly do some Eastern Michigan stuff. Um, I figured, you know, 105.57 and the open shut it down uh, was a tribute to Rob Murphy, who used to be on our coaching staff. And uh, he he made that little that little rap. So. That was a tribute to him losing today. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for the win. Thanks for bringing your crappy team to the thanks dome. Thanks for the win and the rap. Yeah, and the rap. I'm going to use that. And uh, I guess his wife is, um, she still works in Syracuse. She does the, um, she does a morning show there. So. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we had, we do have an issue that I do not have any new information on other than, um, Tyler Lydon was icing down his Achilles. He didn't play the whole second half. He scored 12 points, uh, well on his way to another, to another decent game with 12 points in the first half. He went two, uh, two for two from three and, uh, six rebounds and four assists in a block and a steal. So he was on his way to making a difference. You know, it's a good thing that, um, I guess it's a good thing that we were well ahead come the end of the first half so he could rest it. I'm hoping it's a precautionary thing. I'm hoping it's not something that is uh, really bothering him. I did see him get up off the bench a couple times and hoot and holler. So um, I'm not going to be too worried about it, but it's something maybe you want to keep an eye out for on on the interwebs. And um, Dewan <laughs> Coleman actually got uh, 12 points tonight. Uh, hats off to him. But once again, I think uh, Gillen with 14 and White with 14 did a good job of stepping up. And uh, not like we needed it. And it's not like uh, a big feat. <laughs> but uh, Tyus Battle with uh, 18 yeah. points. Well, and- Go ahead. Yeah, and Frank Howard steps up his game with um, 11 assists. And Gillen almost had a double-double. He had nine assists to go along with his 14 points. Yeah. So, oh, that's one thing I noticed. Dishing now, the ball. Yeah, no, totally. And it's this goes to, obviously, this goes to your competitor. But the ball handling of Syracuse tonight against East, Eastern Michigan was phenomenal. 
It was phenomenal. The the they mm-hmm. were making great passes. Even the dude, even the walk-ons were making great passes. Uh, what's his What's his name? Help me out. <laughs> yeah, they were. Help me out. Help me out. Come on, give it to me. <laughs> I, 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 to- I, I don't even want to. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That was, he, that he, had, he had four. <laughs> he had four points. Um, one of those off of a great dish um, under the basket. Yes, that was great. It was right, and I mean they made a lot of good passes tonight, and they were unselfish with the ball. That's one thing they have not done well is not just the, not just not making good passes, but I, there's been a number of times I'm watching a game, I'm like. Well, that dude's wide open or you know what I'm saying? Or on a fast break, they just want to take the ball to the rim. They're not, they're not sharing the ball as well as a normal SU team does. They're a little selfish with the ball, in my opinion. So tonight was not that. And you know, you got to put a handicap in for the team you play. You know, I mean, there was no point in time of this game where it looked like it was going to be close. No, (laughs) I mean, they jumped out, stayed out, and you know you hate to see an old an old um, coach of sorts uh, take a whooping like that in the dome, but eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> eh I was a little surprised that uh, White didn't take. Oh no, I'm sorry. Never mind. I was looking at the wrong stat line. Um, um. Well, oh, Roberson stepped up too today. Let's not forget because coming off the bench, Roberson. You know he did start the year as the one of the five starters and he actually you know came out today uh two assists eight rebounds 10 points in a block yeah so and he played 25 minutes that's a big step from last week or last game yeah. whatever that was georgetown yeah, from Saturday. six minutes yeah from six minutes so um hats off to him you know it's just gotta they, it's gonna take some time a lot of new players the one thing i, thought- I st- go ahead I thought for sure Roberson was going to be like the next CJ Fair for his senior year, but he's just not stepping up. You know, that's a good point, though, that you bring up, because a lot of these guys, if they're really, really good on their sophomore year and then they get a little cocky and then they're out, you know? Yeah. Like it's maybe it's a good thing that some of these guys are struggling because chances are if they stay for a junior year, they're just going to finish it off. Right. You know, I mean, how many leave in the junior year? It's usually freshman, sophomore. You know, yeah, that's true. So, whatever. <laughs> I think, like, I think Lydon's a four-year player. <laughs> I think Lydon's a four-year player. Uh you don't think so? I hope he is, but I don't think so. You think he's gone after this year? Then. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we're both on record. I say he stays. Unless, unless he, unless he plays plays like he has been playing. Well, besides the this game and. But, oh well, Georgetown. He had a good game, but the previous meetings. High. If he plays like that, he'll be here for four years. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's hard to say. But um, Roberson's probably a four year, and he'll be good by the end of his four year. Coleman, he's going to be a great ten year player. Um, by the time he's done, <laughs> be, he'll be here twenty years. He'll be his kid will play with him at one point probably. So, um, <laughs> uh, that game's history. Total total annihilation. Um, it felt good to beat up on someone again. Uh, watching that as a Q's fan, and um, we'll we'll you know we'll keep our eye on Leiden, and I'll post anything on Facebook that I see. Like I said, I don't think it's too big of a deal. 
Uh, but looking ahead to um, St. John's, and we have two more games. We have St. John's this Wednesday, and then we have uh, Cornell um, the following week on Tuesday, and then January 1st, first game of 2017 is ACC play at Boston College. Um, hope to have uh, Ryan and um, we're bringing in a couple other guys for the podcast. Going to be some some good discussion and some some different type of analysis. And my brother Ryan's a Duke fan, so that'll be very interesting. And it might suck yeah. a little bit, actually. So um, <laughs> looking ahead to St. John's, um, got... You know they got they got a couple good players. They got they got two players that that average around 16, 17 points a game. Where is it here? Uh, Marcus Lovett, um, points per game averaging about seventeen point eight, and um, Shamarine Shamarine Pons, sixteen point nine. <laughs> there I go butchering names again. Shamarine. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Um, but once again, with <laughs> with the uh, with the, not a bad free throw shooting team. Um, no. So, so we got to, you know, it's going to be one of those deals where you got two guys in the 80 percent on on free throws. So, yeah, one thing that I think we can um, take advantage of is their is turnovers. They turn the ball over a lot compared to us. So if we can turn those turnovers into points, fast break points you know i think we'll be okay but then again they're a great three-point uh shooting team as well so yeah love and it. you know our zone struggles against that yeah i mean love it's um 48 percent right and, yep. and uh, and ponds is is 85 percent jeez he's 28 of 33 from behind the arc and a lot of times uh, Syracuse just loses momentum on those big shots. They just they just get deflated. Yeah. So this is a home game, which will help that. Now, um, I'm not real familiar with this team, to be honest with you. I did watch them play a couple games though, and they earlier in the year, and they looked really good. Um, yeah. But, but uh, their only their only uh, real big win was against Tulane. I mean, if you want to even consider that a big win, they've they've played a bunch of nobodies. I, I don't even right. think they've played a ranked team this year. So, um, like you said, yeah, free throws, shooting behind the arc. They got two really good players. Yeah, and, and another might- thing is a St. John's team. They're always physical, you know. So yeah. if we can match their physicality, that'd be great. Which we can. But- we have the guys for it. But you know, I mean, Coleman almost got in a fight today. So. You know, he might want to calm down. <laughs> but he's big. He's big. Yeah. He can shove with the rest of them, with the best of them. So um, where are they Where are they on uh, field goal percentage as a team? Do you have that? Field goal team. percentage as a team, they're uh, 234th in the yeah, nation. Okay, that's what I thought. And we're 138. Right. So, you know. You got to push them out. Keep them pushed out. The, the problem is these let them let them shoot those long shots. Just don't let the zone collapse because they'll take advantage of that. They'll take advantage of points in the paint over yeah. over shooting long threes. If they can get it, they'll take it. The the point of the zone is to make them shoot those long shots. Don't give but them you, anything on the inside. You bring up a good point because 
didn't we do really well in uh, points in the paint against Georgetown? We did, but they did too. Oh, uh, okay. So we, we, yeah, we had we had um, thirty six, and they had thirty. Oh, okay. So we did do really good, but so did they. I mean, this, yeah. there's our zone was collapsing just nonstop against Georgetown. It was really, really hard to watch. Right. I mean, I was pretty much over that game quick. Mm-hmm. By the half, I was upset. I mean, I texted you. Yeah. Um. So, what else you got on St. John's? You got any fun facts for anybody? Um. St. John's, I couldn't find any fun facts, but I found some uh, alumni, some interesting alumni. So, J. Cole is an alumni of St. John's. He's like a rapper. Okay. Right. He's I kind of a big rapper these days. Um. And then there was another one that I saw. Oh. Meta World Peace, formerly known as Ron Artest. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He changed his name? Yeah, to Meta World Peace. What? Yeah. What a dumb name. <laughs> That's his name? Yeah, you don't remember that whole thing? No. Uh, uh-uh. Is it, is it, is it like a, uh, is he a rapper? <laughs> what is, what is he what was he doing? I mean, he's wrapping up his basketball career if that's what you mean. Does, oh. <laughs> Not going so good, huh? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. I don't even know if he still plays. What's his first name? It's Meta. Meta. Yeah, Meta World Peace. Golly, day. But what it, a his real name it. is uh Ronald William Artest. That's so stupid. <laughs> I've never heard that. I never heard that. That's one. Of, that's so dumb. What a dumb name. Yeah, and meta is translates to goodwill and nonviolence. So nonviolence, nonviolence, goodwill, world peace. That's so his a, name is very redundant. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Now I feel bad though. I'm sitting here bashing the guy, and he's all about world peace and whatnot. Um, yeah. Well, whatever. To each his own. Yep. So I guess that's all I got. Cool. Cool. Oh, and I do want to say, uh, St. John's and Syracuse all-time record: Syracuse fifty-one, St. John's thirty-nine. Okay. Okay. So that's where we're at with that. And then also, what is the uh, countdown to a thousand? Oh, countdown to a thousand is eight. Should be seven. Nice. Should be six. Actually. Should be six. Yeah. Um, but we're down to eight, so we have eight more games. And looking ahead at the schedule, um, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. First part of first part of ACC plays. I mean ACC play ACC is the it's the best conference. Yeah. In basketball, hands down. We don't have an easy game. No. We play Boston College, Miami, Pittsburgh, Tech, Boston College, UNC, Notre Dame. Wake Forest. It's our first, like, you know, if you want to call it an easy game. So, um, that's it. Yeah. So, six of those, six of the ACC games that we play are against ranked ACC opponents. Yeah. That's brutal. So, they need to step up and they need to do it fast. They got two more games to practice on. Hopefully, we'll beat up on Cornell. And uh, I don't know when we'll be back with another podcast, but. TJ and I will converse. We'll figure it out, and um, you know maybe we can get uh, some of our other guys in to do a little practice 
um, before we go with ACC play. So that's it. That's all I got. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Podcast. For TJ, I am Sean. We'll see you next time.